there, seagulls and swans. Welcome, Welcome to, to Basically, Basically Misled. I'm Dagny. And I'm Jay. We give advice. 50% is life-changing, 50% will leave you crying in a stairwell by the end of the day. You decide which is which. Come procrastinate with us while we chatter endlessly about things you could probably just Google. Alright, starting off, yes. we finished three weeks. How's it going, Dagny? <laughs> It's rough. <laughs> it's rough. We're already in the weeds. Oh my god. Yeah. We I... missed the golf course and we went right into the side. What's that called? The weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I like that analogy. Um, yeah, I was in the weeds an hour into class <laughs> the first day, I feel like. Yeah, that's how it goes, yeah. how it goes. I got a, I've got a pretty strong positive energy for the first week. Because I think you can do anything. And then reality sets in. Right. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just the bare minimum. <laughs> oh, skimming. It's the skimming life. I've actually, you know, I've done a lot of close reading in my mm. readings. And by a lot, I mean at least 40%. Yeah, I mean, you've, like, wanted to talk to me about articles a lot. Yes. And I, like, didn't have time for you, because, you know, I'm busy. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. Like, it's kind of crazy. I think we've had, maybe this is just my perception, but we've had the most talks in these three weeks about, like, our classes than we've had ever, like, oh, in a quarter. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like. I've settled in more to classes, which seems weird because it's been like two years, but I feel more settled in an evergreen class. But yeah, that's how long it takes, listeners, for me to adjust to something new. Two years. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I kind of, um, like this program that I'm taking right now, this is like my coming into my second year with the same teacher so I know what to expect from them even if it's that they're not telling us when we need to do things like or that they're not giving us seminar time um but it's like predictable for me so that doesn't really phase me it's more just the amount of work that they're making us do which is so crazy and exhausting <laughs> but I'm actually learning like I feel like this is really good like most quarters I'm I'm just so smart I don't learn anything <laughs> no most quarters like I learn a lot but like this quarter I, I don't know if it's just that everything's kind of coming together more quickly Maybe because it's, like, the same thing that I've been listening to for years now. Or if I'm just more in it a little bit. But, like, I actually feel like I'm learning a lot more. Yeah, I mean, some people say that if you're... I mean, just being in the same subject for as long as you have, like, things just click faster and more. True. And so even if the same amount of information is going on, it feels like you're learning more because you're like processing it more or like yeah maybe they're expecting you to process it at a higher level and so that's also why right 
But that doesn't really explain why I also feel like I'm really, like, learning stuff. Huh. But I'm totally new to my subject, so... (laughs) I'm studying linguistics and computer science, both of which I'm a complete amateur and have no skills whatsoever, but it's very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, Dagny bought a computer last spring, was it? That's right, that's right. Beforehand, she hadn't had a computer for many, many years, right? Or was it only a few? Well, technically, I owned a computer, but it didn't work very well. Oh, like, that's oh, right. So I, I've had it in my house, sort of in a box, but it was in a box for like four, three years. I don't even know. But, because like, it would overheat and it would just make a lot of noise and it You're would go really slow. You're scared about computer noise. Yeah, no, I'm scared about, I'm, I think things are going to explode. Her computer fan starts to turn on just to, like, cool it down because it's doing its job. And she just freaks out and is like, Jay, what's that noise? (laughs) I told my mom that the, we have an electric stove, that the stove freaked me out because it turns red when it heats up. And I think it's going to explode. And she said, just ignore it. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's how explosion happens. Right. That's how an explosion will happen. First it's gonna be my car, then our stove, then my computer. The only thing I trust is my phone. I trust my phone wholeheartedly, even though it's full of Google, and Google may be our next dictator. Yeah. See, it's funny you say you trust your phone, because my... I was ticking off with you, you know, and the fourth thing was I was gonna say, your phone. You think I don't trust my phone? No, I do. I just think your phone will deceive you and it will actually explode in your hand in four to six months. I don't know. My phone could probably explode, cause me physical harm, and like cackle in an evil voice. And I would just say, oh, you poor baby, having a rough day. (laughs) I just trust it. That's what love is. I didn't know you loved it that much. That's what love is. Huh. Okay. What do you love like that day? I can think of a couple things. No. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Dagny, I don't love. You don't love? No. You're cold-hearted, huh? My animals. Your animals? Oh. I mean, Psychedelia, they could hate me forever. I'd still love them. Such a truthful, wholesome answer. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to me having no heart. That's right. Yeah. Although, no, because I need to pet your dog, so. (laughs) Too late. It's good for me if you have feelings for your dog. Yeah. I guess that's true. I'm all about the benefits of this friendship. I get a lot of benefits. (laughs) (laughs) The way you say benefits, it makes me wonder what benefits. (laughs) Well, obviously... The dog. That's it. The only benefit. I mean, I've got a list. It's not important for the listeners to know about. Okay, we'll talk after. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the important things I've just learned. Dagny has a list. No. I have a list about everything, and even if I don't have a list, having a list is something on my list of things that I'll lie about, so I absolutely will have a list about everything. This is a little off topic, but I think this shows 
us as individuals really well. Dagny and I both kept tiny little notebooks as children where we wrote in them. <laughs> now, Dagny's had things about social thing, like people in her class who she may or may not have liked. Um, she talked about math class a little bit. They did some, um, I forget what it's called now. It's like a pre-calc thing. No, no, no. You're not in pre-calc. I don't know what you were what you're talking I, about. You did, um, starts with an S. Someone knows what I'm talking about. It's like <laughs> pre-algebra stuff. Anyways, she kept like a notebook with a bunch of like little things written in it. Lists. She had lists about if she should read and then reading is really bad for you. Don't read. <laughs> um... I was recently home, and I found one of my notebooks. Literally, it looks so similar. It's not even funny how similar this notebook looked to the notebooks yeah. I have. Also, what I had in them is I had, like, code. I had a code oh, name yeah, you for some girl who I don't know who she was. Because, like, that's how my codes are. Right. I can't understand them years later. And, like, quotes that she had said and, like, written, like information about this girl. Yeah. With a lot of question marks. A lot. But anyways, so that's Dagny's That's notebooks. my notebook. That's who she <clears throat> is. Now, who I am. This entire notebook. Now, okay. I don't know when you were writing. You were writing in 2012. Mine was a little bit later. Um, because mine was... This, I think, was written when I was a sophomore. So, like, 2014... I wrote out the list of classes that I should take for junior year and then the list of classes I should take for senior year. <laughs> and, like, it was all about, like, if I'm getting a good enough grade and, like, if I'm, like, how I'm able to get all of my requirements in and take classes that I want to take. Basically, what you should get out of this is, Dave was a good student. I was not. I just observed people socially while remaining on the outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I also had written in there, though, like, a bunch of things where I just called people bitches. Yeah, so, you had some, you've had some, like, very upset writings as a child. Oh, yeah. You really, you called people out, majorly. And you also, you had that painting with a bunch of, <laughs> it was like okay. this painting of a heart with many mean words written on it. So, yeah, and they were supposed to also be, like, cuts in the heart. So, that was for a school project, freshman year, where we had to create some sort of, like, art or writing, I think, about, like, bullies and stuff like that that <laughs> and so yeah i was shocked by some of the words i wrote on there i know but that's just because books were in it with my head um books that's <laughs> you blame I, yes i i was a dark child why books absolutely yeah uh-huh but i think like Yeah, I had some rude writings. But, yeah, that piece of art, it's actually one of my favorites because of how dark it is. 
That's also me, though. One of my best paintings. I did it. Well, I don't know if it's the best, but it's the one that I like the best. If not my favorite, at least in the top five. Mm-hmm. Is, like, this painting that I did when I was, like, in a really depressed mood. And the painting is really, even though you can't really, you can't really tell by looking at it. But it's ve- it's really just, like, a small seed of hope just being crushed. <laughs> By all of these different emotions and outside things. Wow. And it's like barely growing along. But the whole rest of the painting is just majorly dark. I want to see that. It was, it's in Reno. I think I showed it to you, but it's like, it's, it just looks like color, right? But there's like everything is, there's something going on there when I was painting it. So that's why I like it so much. Paint your emotions, people. It's very cathartic. We need to do one of those nights. We do. Get some artwork in this house. We do. We need artwork in this class. Send artwork to our address and we'll hang it up. Here's our address. Oh, wait. Shouldn't reveal it in public. Never mind. Just, like, private message us on any platform. Yeah, or ask around Evergreen, you know? Somebody must have heard of us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Someone. Not, Not our podcast, but you know us. Maybe they'll know about Day. Go to the bookstore. Oh. <laughs> they love yeah. going to the bookstore. Yeah, someone at the bookstore will know my address. It's because she always goes there to buy her books. <laughs> yes. My books, my pens, my notebooks, my food, my drinks, my headphones. They have cheap headphones, people, and they work for a while. I buy my pens there, but you know I'm such a loner, and of course nobody there knows me. Oh, no, she won't talk to the employees no. there. That's how you get to know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should be writing this down. How to get to know people. Talk to them. <laughs> first step. <laughs> first step. First, no, the first step Speak. is make subtle eye contact with them. Smile a little bit. Run away. <laughs> but the next time, make stronger eye contact. Mm-hmm. And run away. So, you know, I have this really good move that I think might apply to this situation. Okay. okay? It's where you stand kind of behind a shelf. Now, if the shelf is too short, no problem. Just right. squat down so yeah. you're covered by it. And you peek around behind the shelf at a specific person until they see you. And then you go back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you go back... Mm-hmm. Do you then peek out the other side and look at them? Oh, no, you peek out the same side. Oh, the same side. So it's clear that somebody is in your gaze. (laughs) Now, do you think this would work well on a gentleman I was interested in? (laughs) Oh, I guess it depends if you have a lot of, like, core strength. So your Mm. peek around really shows, like... A fluid movement, like a, a control of your body that you know the gentlemen love. Oh, okay. See, I th- thought you were just going to mean I need to, like, stick my boobs out. Oh. Show some cleavage. I mean, some people might be into that. But, but also, that core strength, you know, maneuvering, yeah. No. I mean, boobs are like, most females have boobs. They're lumps of fat. But do all females have core strength? No. Yes. <laughs> well. No. No. I don't. 
They don't have strong. Better question. Out of all the females with core strength, can all of them display it in a way that the gentlemen find appealing? Ooh. Or the ladies. Yeah. The ladies like the core strength as well. Oh, yeah. Of course, I've never met a lady that likes the core strength. I like I've the never core met a strength of a either. gentleman. There you go. Really, I just like the arm strength. Do you like the arm strength or the arms appearing strong? Or both? Both, because they can't just look pretty. They gotta hold me up. I guess that's true. Well, if you had to pick one, which one would it be? Looking super weak, but actually being really strong. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one you yeah. pick. And they can be scrawny. Yeah. It don't matter to me. My looks... My interest is not based solely on looks. It's about performance as well. Oh, my God. And vocal structure. Well, let's switch this around. Now, okay. just imagine... A performance of a gentleman peeking around a shelf. Mm. Now you may think that sounds pretty easy to do, but most gentlemen are taller, so they they'd have to bend down a lot lower to hide around the shelf, which would it's gotta have more core strength if you're bending and leaning to the side. That's impressive. To be honest, I would be very weirded out by it. <laughs> But if he kept doing it, maybe, I mean, I'd get into it. Now, you say it would might be weird, but just let me know. Is there a type of hat a gentleman could wear that would seem less weird if he was doing this? No, I think a hat would make him <laughs> weirder, Dagny. Alright, no hat, guys. Don't take advice. I mean, like, a nice baseball cap might look good. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be so good if it fell off during this maneuver, though. No, no, no. It'd have to be strategically placed slash glued to head in order to not fall off. Nothing sexier than a glued (laughs) on baseball. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just make it slightly crooked, you know? And whoo! Just never coming off. Only to your hair, so as your hair grows out, the baseball hat also grows up. Now, in this scenario, the guy's hair grows up, because I was thinking the hair would grow down. I don't know how a guy's hair works, Day. I'm a lesbian. Okay, well, (laughs) let me educate you on this. Most times you see the guy's hair, like, up, Mm -hmm. it's with gel. Okay, but I'm thinking that if if it's glued into the hat... It can't go down because it's on a hat. No, I feel like it would just like okay. So it, just, it would just it would like flop. Stay there. So the hat wouldn't move. You're saying? Yeah. It. I mean, you could pull it up, and the <laughs> hair would come up. But like, just, just pull off the hat, and all the hair comes away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now. I don't know if I'd be so into the glue being there forever. Because, like, the brim could really get in the way. Did you say the... The brim of the, the brim. hat? 
the broom. Brim. I'm pretty sure you said the broom. I feel like Oops. we've gone on a tangent. Yeah, Let's we're, get, we're very get back on topic. topic. Get back on topic. Okay, Day, what is something cool that you've learned in your class? Why should the kids continue to get an education? You learn cool things. Oh my gosh. Well, see, more I'm learning, I feel like, have I learned something cool or have I learned something well, interesting. Well, what? See, there's just so much that I've learned that I'm like trying to think about it all. Of course, that's what you should um, get out of this. Your oh, education is so amazing. Oh, you can't pick just one. One thing. interesting, cool, fun fact about Sigmund Freud <laughs> is that he was very into cocaine. Mm. Very. He was around like doing his beginning works of like psychology and stuff like that and he thought they had found the cure to like when you're a little tired like a great pick-me-up but also like something for anesthesiologists to use to knock people out and he started using cocaine sent some to his um the girl he was trying to marry and he also wrote an article praising cocaine he was so into it and then they figured out that it was really highly addictive and not good for you so his career crashed a little bit after that you know day i'm not familiar with cocaine usage as you know drugs right But, did he have any bad effects in the short amount of time he was using it before something, before it was proven to be so addictive and, like, not good? Like, did he have, like, personally have any bad effects when he was using it? No. That he, like, noticed? My education does not go that deep, Dagny. Okay. I do not know. All I know is that he was, like, I don't, I also don't know how much of it he used. Because, or how long it was between, like, him finding it and them coming out with the bad stuff. But. I was just wondering if he was like, hmm, this is, like, getting a little sketchy. Oh, well, it seems to be great in so many ways. I mean. Or if it was just short enough where just nothing too weird happened with it. It might have been that. Or it could have been the previous thing where he kind of just, like, went with it because he was like this is still so great because he felt the need to prove himself that he would become something in life so like that was his goal his entire life was to become someone well known which is kind of sad because now how people feel about him but it was kind of interesting Hmm. yeah yeah what about you Well, I think this is kind of a general thing, but I really like, so I'm learning about linguistics, which is like language, obviously, and we're learning about like sounds and right, right now we're learning about sounds people make and how they make them like with their mouth okay, with air and stuff like that. Um, but we're also... Learning about, like, kind of how linguists approach language, which is, like, kind of the more interesting thing to me, almost. 
because the way that linguists approach languages, if speakers of the same language are understanding each other, that's how the language is. And I feel like that's not always necessarily how people are taught and there can like there's you know people try to make each other talk the same way right like why are you pronouncing it like this this mm-hmm. is how it is like people want to pronounce the same way yeah. and people who used to talk a certain way when language is changing because of younger generations they're like no that's not how it is this is how it's supposed to be but really if people are understanding each other then all languages are equal in that sense mm-hmm. so if you have like complaints about why is the language this way or that way like it's all just like it's can be languages can be different or like very like variations of your same language can be different but people are understanding each other so it's like functional and that's the point of language so i just think that's pretty cool because everyone makes fun of me for saying bagel and not bagel i was just thinking that and now i'm just gonna say bagel for the rest of my life because you know what the people where i'm from say bagel and if someone can figure that out just with that information major kudos (laughs) yeah but it's functional because you know what people don't when i say bagel they aren't like what is that a different no people know what i'm talking about they just think i should say it differently (laughs) yeah but it's really all but it's also cool because it's just like it's it's very interesting because speech is not really reflected in our written language and so learning about how that's like expressed in written language and how that changes i don't know it's just it's cool and it's also i like learning about speech that isn't like it's not something trying to control your speech like speak this way this is the right way to speak Mm -hmm. because linguists just want to know how people are speaking because that is the way they're doing it so it's the right way also this is kind of a a mind-bending thing is learning about how the sounds that we make are different from how we write things. Like, say the word tree. Tree. Like, tree. Tree. It turns out that the sound that we pronounce in tree is not a T sound. It's a... It's really more of a CH sound. Huh. Mind bending. You have to, like, try it yourself. You're like, no, I, I, I must say it with, like, a tree sound. Tree. But, like... What's another yeah. tree word? Like, it's tree. Tr- tree. Tree. It's not tree. Tree. That would be tree. With Whoa. the T sound is like tree. But it's tree. That's Tr- so weird. It's so weird, right? <laughs> Whoa. Because like, taught, that's like a t sound. Yeah. Taught. It's not tree. Tree. It's so weird. Oh my god. <laughs> I am not super good at distinguishing the sounds from how it's written. But, because that one was just, like, that one was mind-bending. So, that's something cool that I've learned that is very interesting. And makes learning other languages sound hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. But anyway, I also wanted to mention, for our listeners, especially younger listeners in younger grades, that something really important when I first came to Evergreen, and we were both in Esky, that they told us in Esky. They was, did. They did. Huh. What I'm, what I'm about to say. 
Why are you so surprised? I haven't even told you what it is. I yet. just don't remember anything. <laughs> you don't remember. That could be said. No, they they told us in Eski. They're like, if you feel like you don't know what you're doing and you don't know like what to pick and like what are you doing in class, that's okay. You're doing it right, which I think is like a shocking thing for people to like understand. I mean, absolutely, I didn't really accept that. There was various right. points where I was like, no, I need to know what's going on. I need to know what I'm doing. But I didn't really, and honestly, that's okay. That's where you should be. Like, it's okay to go to Evergreen and to just take a bunch of random classes because it sounds cool. I mean, like, have a direction, have, like, a purpose, like, an intention behind your choices. But it's okay for it to feel like you don't know what you're doing and where are you going. Because Um, that's, like, it's allowing you to have an educational journey. I mean... One of the main reasons I came to Evergreen was because of um, the inter- interdisciplinary learning where you can learn multiple things. Like, you're learning about language and then also, like, computer science coding stuff. You know, like, those are usually two very different things. And so... I came to this school because I could learn multiple different things from one program and just, like, explore everything. Because, you know, when I was applying for colleges, I got in my senior year life crisis (laughs) and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I think I know, but I don't know. And so I like was like, I need to go somewhere where I can explore everything. And now I haven't really done that. But, yeah. Yeah. And I guess I was just sort of re-remembering that because I feel like I'm trying at a new subject that I don't even know how long it will last. But I think the point is, is that that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care how old you are, you're young enough to try something new. <laughs> right. Like, you just, like, there's no reason to be restricted that way. But anyway, so, quick I, plug to people. Yeah. It's okay One to One more know. thing. A year or two ago, two years ago, when I was working at a berry farm, this woman who was probably in her 40s or 50s, she asked me, like, what I was doing with my, like, after I graduated, and I was kind of like, I'm not sure, like, I have a couple ideas, but I'm really not sure. And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, the woman was just then figuring out what she wanted to do with her life, you know? And it had been, like, she had already gone to school and, like, decided on something, but it wasn't what she actually wanted to do. And it wasn't until later that she really realized it. So we've got a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I think just learning and relaxing about it and just, like, showing up to learn what you're learning in the moment is just the way to go. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, time to move on to our new segment. (gasps) It's the stranger interaction segment. You oh share God. an interaction that you've had with a stranger recently. I'm so excited. 
You should um, be. <laughs> we should all be excited. <laughs> now, let's see. You go okay. first day. So, the story that I have in mind, it's an ongoing story. True. But I haven't actually truly interacted with this man. Maybe someday. Take it away. I mean, maybe. Let's hope. No. <laughs> so, there, I ride the bus to work two days like a week because I need to get at work pretty early. And on my way, there's this man who I think he's... Now, he doesn't come every time I ride the bus, okay? Sometimes he skips weeks. Sometimes he's only on there for one day. Like, I don't know his schedule. (laughs) (laughs) But... Also, like, the first time I rode the bus and he was there, he got on before me. Because he was already on the bus when I got on the bus. Next time, though, he was at, like, a different stop. After. Like, four after. And then, again, like, the same stop. I'm just, I'm so intrigued by what, how he thinks where he's going, and where he's coming from. (laughs) And I really don't know why. Now, he did remind me of a person I um, found or still find very attractive, but it's really, like, only from behind, I think. Um, And so for a second I was like, huh? And then I was like, no, no, no. But it's just so perplexing to me because he also just, like, really, I don't know what he is really like, but he gets ready. Like, he puts back on his backpack, gets his hat on, like, two stops before it's his stop. And he waits for it to be called, and then he hits, you know, he, like, grabs the line. And one time I thought that he was going past his stop, but really I was just, like, confused about which stop it was because it's always the same one. He's done it in the rain. He's He has at least three different backpacks that he's worn. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one time he wore jeans. The other times he's worn Carhartt type stuff. They have, like, paint on them. It's just, I'm so intrigued by this. And it's become a thing now. And I just, I don't know why. So, in summary, people, Day doesn't know the schedule and close mind inner workings of a total stranger. And this is very troubling to her. Also, sorry to interrupt again, but... (laughs) So last week I saw him twice. The first time he didn't have his bike. Like what? Like he's had his bike every single time but he didn't have his bike. And he had to walk from the stop. Whereas every other time he's had his bike. Like the last time I saw him he had his bike. Why didn't he have his bike that day? It's so confusing. Wow. Guys, you can't see her, but Day has a look of total concentration and focus when she talks about this random stranger. She seems 
really intent on discovering the mysteries of his mind by simply <laughs> watching his bus patterns. Yeah. We'll keep you updated if we find out more. <laughs> I know he's not an evergreen student. That narrows it down significantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's let's hear my stranger interaction. Yes. What's yours? I'm dying to hear it. Okay. Well, it was very interesting. I was sitting on one of the couches on campus that are around, and I was reading the actual lesbian Reddit page, like you do. Of course. And I was like, "Wow, it's National Coming Out Day," which I never remember is like a thing until it's already passed and I'm like whatever I don't know I never partake I never partake in national coming out day so I was like yeah and so but this lady comes and sits next to me and I was like wow bold I usually won't sit next to strangers on a couch so I'm like you go go you and she asked me if I have a boyfriend because Everyone that she seems to know wants a boyfriend. And I'm like, sure. Like, I don't necessarily feel the need to tell everyone about my personal life. But I'm like... Why not? Why not? It was National Coming Out Day. Like, whatever. And so I'm like, no, I don't need a boyfriend. I have a girlfriend. Like, and so... And then she just kind of kept looking at me. So I was like, so I don't need a boyfriend. (laughs) In case that wasn't clear. (laughs) And then, but, and then, so, but her direct question right after me saying that was, do you see your girlfriend as a sex object? That's right. And I was just sort of like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But then I just sort of went for it because apparently I tell strangers a lot of information and I was like, no, we both actually identify as asexual. So I think of her more as my romantic partner, which... Looking back, honestly, was, like, a great response. Like, yeah. Great. That was, like, it was very quick, and I was just like, no. Good job. And this sounds terrible, but I think what she was really asking was, is this, like, I think she was asking if we were dating, because she was older, and so I think she was, like, I don't, like, some, some people use, like, oh, it's, like, your girlfriends, you right. know, like, friends. And so I think she was, like, is this person a friend? But the way she phrased it was <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's ever appropriate to ask anyone if they see anyone as a sex object. And honestly, the people who do are probably not going to tell you the truth. Pro right. tip. I can't imagine anyone who would. Right. But so that happened. And then I like then I talked to this lady for like... 25 minutes before I had to go to class and during class I just kept going back to it I'm like why did she ask me that because it was weird but I think she was just I mean she was honestly like pretty she was pretty nice but she did feel the need to tell me at least three times after I told her that that she did not have sex with her girlfriends (laughs) she didn't do that for sure and I was like okay yeah. That's good for you. <laughs> Glad you know where you stand. I don't have sex with my friends either, so. Right. That's, it's great for everyone. <laughs> yeah, but she was just really, she was a really interesting person because she starts sort of, ta- it's like she just started talking to me a lot, which doesn't really happen to me a lot. I don't know if it's a vibe I give off, but <laughs> people don't usually just come up and start chatting. 
I get a lot of those. So maybe it's a vibe that I'm giving off. But she was telling me about how people, like, shouldn't feel bad for, or shouldn't feel bad about, like, like some people just want to go to school and, like, then go home and, like, chill. And she's like, and that's okay. People shouldn't be forced to, like, participate in activities and a lot. And I was like, I totally feel the same way. But it actually got me thinking, like, I do feel guilty for not participating more about like in events on campus because there's Mm. so many events and like I don't know there's like the whole student gathering thing oh I should have more information about this but somebody came to our class and was like hey there's this meeting where representatives from each class can go to this sort of really yeah huh it's a thing I'll it's as a way to spread information throughout the programs at Evergreen. Okay. Anyway, and I was like, man, like participation. And they have all these events, you know, but yeah. I don't go to those. There's like stuff. And I'm kind of like, but you know what? I just do better spending a lot of time by myself. Right. With my friends also. But I don't really need to go to a lot of events. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't go to events either. But for me, it's more just like, I guess I justify it by the fact that I'm already so busy and have so much going on that I don't have time. To, like, even think about the events that are happening. Like, we get the emails about what's happening every single week. And I'm like, oh, I'm busy for that. Oh, I'm in class for that one. Oh, can't do that one, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, I don't know. It just feels very much like I ha- am not able to make them just because of my schedule. But my thing, I feel like, is more so... I... I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's the beginning of school or if I've just been with, like, the same friends for so long, like you and our roommate, who's also our friend. Like, (laughs) we've been hanging out for, like, so long and together so much that I feel the need to branch out. Or maybe I just am being nicer to people and more inviting of it. But I feel the need to, like hang out with more people and become friends with more people like there's somebody that I work with who we've worked together for like at least two years now and I mean we didn't really like work together that much but like this summer we worked together three days a week and like started talking and now like I want to be her friend you know like I want to continue hanging out with her and stuff But then I'm, like, I have so much schoolwork to do. Like, I can't hang out with people. But I feel like the need, and maybe it's also because I'm, like, off campus now. So I feel a little bit more limited because most people I know, like, live by campus or on campus. So I just, like, feel like I need to be a social butterfly. But I, like, don't have enough time or energy for it. Yeah, and it's also hard because I'm like, you know, I do have a really good 
time talking to this, like, random stranger. Like, it was very, like, it was very fresh, you know? Because, like, we yeah. never talked before. So I'm like, that's, like, nice. Like, it's nice to get out and talk to people. Right. But I also, even if that was, like, objectively probably the worst reaction I've ever had to telling someone you have that I was gay. Like, yeah. do you see your girlfriend as a sex object? I don't even know. Like, it's just bizarre it's a bizarre question to ask someone when you text me that a woman had asked you that my only thing was like like i sent you back a laughing like koala sticker i know because i was like that is so hilarious because you don't think of her that way at all like who would even ask that it's also just sort of ridiculous because like yes it's clearly like a very offensive thing to say to two people who, like, were, like, I guess saw themselves as more sexual people. But me, personally, I'm not, I just, it's, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone in my life as a sex object. Yeah. Or just, like, because I'm not personally sexually into anyone. Right. So it's just bizarre that somebody was like, are you, like, that sexually into someone and I'm like I've never been sexually into someone in my life (laughs) it's just crazy so I think that's why I was like so I mean she didn't I'm not sure how she asked a question like that in the way that I didn't feel really defensive at all I was just sort of like lady you're way off the mark (laughs) yeah this is this is not me at all gosh I know I just... She just asks the darnest things sometimes. I know who Dagny talked to, I'm pretty sure, because she comes into where I work a lot. And it's just, yeah, always interesting interactions. Yeah. Yeah. She was very, like, complimentary of me, though. Oh. She was like... She told me that I looked like someone who, like... Had it together. And I was like, that's, that's so, so nice. nice. That's literally so nice. You think I have stuff together? That's amazing. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. So. Also, she said I looked independent. Oh, wow. And she just seemed to genuinely want me to have a good day when I left. Aww. So. She seems like a keeper. Talk to her again. <laughs> Right, so, like, I don't know, talking with other people is nice. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not like I don't like that as an introvert. But to, like, plan some of these events just usually doesn't work out for me to go to them. Because even when I go to them, I'm, like, I'm expecting some sort of, like, um, value to get out of this for the amount of energy that's being drained. And usually the value just doesn't match the energy drained in, like, on-campus events. Right. It's just very difficult for me to, like, get enough value out of those to ever make it worth it. So, I don't know. Maybe I should just try to talk to strangers more instead of going to events. But then that's also pressure to be less (laughs) (laughs) I know. How can we stay extremely introverted and talk to people? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess in a way, if you're letting yourself be quiet... Or at least me. If I'm letting myself be quiet when I want to be quiet, then I feel more comfortable in myself. And then therefore, 
more likely to feel comfortable talking to someone when the opportunity arises. Where if I'm trying to be more extroverted, I'm probably just getting quieter because it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. So. It's a, it's a struggle. But I think I kind of forgot to not feel guilty as an introvert if I need to just have a smaller social situation. Right. And I was feeling pressure. But now I'm sort of like, just let that pressure go. Just yeah. be yourself. That's the only way we want you to be, Dagny. Be yourself. yourself. Like with, with a bee. Yeah. Like, you know, the... Like a little save animal. Save the bees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two E's after Two that Two E's bee. after the bee. It's important. <laughs> All right, well... Getting towards the end here, and I just want to say to everyone listening, you're doing a fantastic job with what you're doing in life right now. Oh, yeah. Even if you have no idea what it is you're doing in life. Even if you don't know. You're doing a great job. Yes. Even if you don't know what the homework was and it's due in a few hours, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Even if you're using this podcast specifically to procrastinate, you're still doing a great job. Definitely doing a great job. (laughs) Even if you didn't call your mom last week when you said you would have. Mm -hmm. You're doing a great job. Even if you've been dropping the ball, you're a great person and you're showing up and you are amazing. And if you feel slightly less amazing today, that's okay. But you will do amazing things in the future. Believe it. You heard it from us. We are one of those fortune-telling people. Mystic? We are Trelawney from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yep. We are half of a fictional character. One half each. (laughs) Just for temporarily to bring you this fortune that you're awesome. And you've got this. Even if life is rough. Yeah. Go you. Go us. Go Harry Potter. Go everybody. Fictional or non-fictional. That's right. Read some fan fiction. That always helps. Ooh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) On that note, we will be ending our podcast with a question for our lovely listeners. Today's question, what's the weirdest stranger interaction you've had at Evergreen? No legit message us this interaction. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Comment down below, please. You can find us wherever you find this podcast and on YouTube on our channel, Basically Misled. If you have any questions you want us to answer on this show or stuff you want us to talk about, email us using the email below or comment. Oh, and our email is basicallymisled at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening and good luck with your future endeavors. endeavors.